0: right here in Wonderland. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the show. I'm Katie, your host, and I'm so excited to get into today's episode. But before we do, a couple really quick announcements. If you like the show, if you've been listening for a while, or if you're new to the show but you end up liking it, I would love for you to actually subscribe on your device that you're listening on we are now on stitcher which is amazing and we're on itunes and wherever you're listening so actually subscribe it really helps out the show a bunch if you can just hit the subscribe button leaving a review also helps a bunch but you know what helps the most sharing it with a friend who you think would like a particular episode. That is the best way to help get the show to more people and help us grow because that would be really awesome because I love doing the show so much. I love talking to people. I love getting to talk to you every week, whispering in your ears. It's so amazing. Alright, on to today's episode. Today I have Jamie of Ginger Snap Organic, this amazing place in New York City that you'll hear all about, and she's also an author of this amazing cookbook that I have been loving so much, and you'll hear all about that in today's show, but I want to make an announcement about my book tour, the very first stop on my book tour. And I know you're thinking, what does that have to do with Jamie and Gingersnap? But it's actually going to be at Gingersnap Organic. And on April 6th, I'm doing an event there hosted by Gabrielle Bernstein, who many of you know, and she's been on the show a bunch of times, and she's very good friends with Jamie, as you'll hear in this episode. So co-hosted by Jamie and Gabby, I am having a book launch party at Ginger Snap on april 6th the day after the book comes out from 7 to 9 so come and hang out if you're in new york city or you want to come i'm going to be traveling there i'll be there the week the book comes out and we're all just going to hang out and drink juice and talk about journaling so i would love to meet you there if you are in town or want to come to new york with me that would be great we'll make it a little vacation we can do some meetups there while i'm in town and i really can't wait to give you guys hugs in person and sign books and hang out so that's awesome if you want to help with the book launch if you want to become an ambassador for the book let me know there'll be a link in the show notes um, to do that and another humongous thing my new website launched this week katydalebot.com if you go to the wellnesswonderland.com, it will redirect you right on to the new site What do you guys think? I hope you like it. It took a lot of love and time and energy to create the new site, but hopefully it's a bit more organized with the podcast. I really liked my old site, actually, and I was upgrading to what I'm calling my big girl site so I feel like I bought a house I bought a new internet home and I'm upgrading to something a bit more mature so let me know what you think I hope you like the new site as much as I do and I can't wait for your feedback thank you again for listening every week for being so nice you guys are just really nice people and I'm really happy to have such great people in my life so thank you to Jamie for coming on the show if you want to send her a message tweet at her Instagram at her and at at me as well there's tweetables in the show notes did you guys know that there's always tweetables in the show notes you just click right on them and tweet interesting quotes from the episode it's very very fun and simple so I will get right into the show now but have a great week you guys and I'll talk to you soon Welcome back, guys. I'm so psyched for today's guest. Jamie, the owner of the amazing raw vegan restaurant in New York City, Ginger Snap Organic, and the author of the new book, Juice It, Blend It, Live It, Over 50 Easy Recipes to Energize, Detox, and Nourish Your Body and Mind, is here. Jamie is beautiful and amazing and so kind. (laughs) And I'm so excited to
1: hang out with you today. So how are you, Jamie? Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be doing a podcast with you. Yay. All my favorites do podcasts with you. I feel an, an incredible <laughs> company. You just have to be
0: a part of the club. It's like exactly. Your, it's like and now your, I am. Yeah, it's like your whole <laughs> tribe. Exactly. Um, so, all right, let's hear about Ginger Snap, how it came to be, and everything that you do. I'd love to just kind of zoom the lens back and hear about how you got to where you are and how you got into raw food in the first place.
1: Cool. So this goes back probably over 10, around 15 years. Like I was in college and um, I was having issues with food and not wanting to eat any of it and went into what a lot of people have, you know, especially in their college young adult years. And I wound up getting very obsessive about food and became, um, you know, anorexic and was very, very fearful of food and really, really terrified of every meal and anything that ever involved food and it got to the point where i would like put fake food on my mouth so that people thought i ate and like go in like when i heard my mom coming home with like put tuna fish on my face so that she thought i actually ate something and like all kinds of crazy 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 things and it got really really bad at one point and you know long story short i wound up recognizing that life had to change yeah. and i moved out to california around at this point and just being in California, from New York, but being in uh, Venice and Santa Monica, it was like very different. It was like very different from anything I'd ever experienced. And it was very, I grew up being very uh, guided by spirit. And I kind of forget that at some point along the way, especially in college and coming back, going to California, when people asked me why the answer was always that my spirit felt at home. Mm. And I kind of started getting like, you know, I was barefoot all the time and walking on the beach and hearing the water every day. And I found myself in lots of yoga classes, starting with uh, Kundalini. My friend Heather uh, would take me to these Kundalini classes and then we would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and do our own version of it on the beach every morning. And I started to get back into who I was. And through that, I started doing a lot of yoga and I wasn't conscious of it, but I would just wound up eating lots of plant-based food without even really realizing it and then I was doing a teacher training with yoga works and it's probably around 2003 2004 something like that or maybe 2005 I don't even know when it was somewhere a long time ago and no it was later than that. I'm sorry it was like 2008 and I'm very bad with the years I had this conversation with Jenny the other day I don't remember years it's okay um, <laughs> we won't
0: know we, we won't quote you it. we won't do our research <laughs> perfect
1: And then so I wound up, like, realizing that I felt really good. I'm like, oh, my God, it's been 30 days that I've been eating only raw food. And my friend was like, oh, I work for this guy, Giuliano. You should meet him. And I knew who Giuliano was. He owned this raw food restaurant in Santa Monica that was, like, the raw food place to go. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll meet him. And I wound up meeting him the next day, and he's like, you're hired. And I'm like, for what? He's like, I don't know. Show up tomorrow and we'll figure it out. And I wound up getting really into raw food and I then wound up managing a store in uh, Santa Monica, a restaurant in uh, Santa Monica called Revolution and just really loving it and recognizing for the first time I'm eating and I'm feeling good and I'm not worried. And it wasn't like each bite was thought about. I just knew that it felt good and I knew that I felt like fueled and energized and like I didn't feel heavy. And I'm like, wow, this feels amazing. And it was kind of like I was just taking all the process stuff down, you know, and it happened to be broad because that's what was around me. And that's what was happening in LA was very big in the circle that I was in and I was loving it and I was thriving from it. And then after a few years of doing that in LA, I felt that like, it felt weird not to be closer to my family at this point. And I, my brother has children and I didn't know them and I'm like, you know what, let me come home for six weeks and just kind of reconnect with my family and see what happens. And when I did that, I stepped off the plane and I was like, yeah, I'm staying. And I had to like call my boss and be like, I'm staying. And then I started working at a store in New York that was on like more of like the supplements and kind of like the superfoods and more based in the education of why the things that we do are good and and how it makes you feel. And it was really interesting to see like New York's take on on the raw food movement. And after doing that for like a year or two, I realized that I was definitely going to stay here and grounded. And I met my, uh, he was a boyfriend at the time, but now husband, and he was a chef or he is a chef of like meat and all kinds of food and nothing to do with what I do. But he started to really like when we would eat healthy food, he'd be like, God, they could just do this so much better. He's like, it doesn't have to be like this. And so we would start to play. And then I realized that like, I really wanted to open up my own restaurant where the food was just delicious. And it happened to be really good for you, but it was delicious point being the, the first thing that you would describe the food as. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what the basis of Ginger Snaps is, is that it's super healthy, but that's not even what you know. You know that you feel different after you eat it because it's probably one of the cleanest spots on earth. I could pride myself in saying, but you don't know that. Like my husband who, not that he doesn't like health food, but like that's not what he thinks about when he's eating food has approved like everything that's on the menu. He hasn't made it all, but like he tests it all. And if he's like, no, it doesn't taste good. Then we don't put it on because his point is, is that everything should be delicious and you can't say, Oh, but you have to remember it's raw. That's why it's okay. And he's like, no, either it's good or it's not good because your senses don't necessarily know that it's raw not. You just want to be fulfilled and, and have joy with food. And he really taught me joy with food. And so from that, we have ginger snaps. <laughs> and that's where we're at. <laughs> wow. There,
0: there's so much that I <laughs> wrote down that I want to, like, pick up on in your story. Okay. But that's so great that you have that resource in your husband to – So amazing. To help with not only making ginger snap, you know, a and philosophy with tasty mm-hmm. and healthy, but also – um, for yourself, you know, with your eating disorder and your issues with food to really have someone come into your life who was really able to help you find pleasure in food. Because I don't know how much you know about my story, but mine is very similar in in the sense of the eating disorder and then, you know, getting into healthy things to healthy food and raw food to really help me through that. But then, you know, then I went a little too hard in that way. And so totally. it's, it's really about finding a balance. Um, yep in all of it and you know i think extremes are easy i think finding a balance in it is what what's really difficult and so in moderation is a lot absolutely more difficult than you know just abstaining completely and you can't do that with food so yep. um so that's yeah. amazing that you had him
1: yeah i often say to him like and he doesn't totally get this cuz like i find it amazing that i married a man who has no food issues whatsoever like he doesn't overeat. He doesn't undereat. He doesn't binge. He doesn't. Yeah. He just feels good about food. He eats until he needs to stop. And what's interesting is that like I was saying to him recently, like he saves me from my eating disorder because I will be the first person to say like, I'm not over it. I still have it. It's still something that I'm doing so much better with. And like, I don't hurt myself and I feel good every day. Even if I eat something badly, I or bad. I I did it with joy and I did it with a choice. And I always tell everyone that like everything has to be like I think the key to food is really making sure that everything you do is like with no guilt and with like joy and happiness. And because of who I'm married to and because we live in like New York City, for example, it's like we I have no choice but to realize that there's joy in food because I can't be like oh I'm not eating this week because it just wouldn't work in my life. Right. And so because of that, like I know like I I don't know if you ever do like the cleanses and all that and sometimes I go on phases where I'm super super clean. And I think it's important because I do believe your body needs to rest and I do believe that like where I should live is in the healthy place, but then I'm allowed to like go on vacation, like in my life and every day have moments of vacation where I'm not totally focused on the health of my food. But I think like with him, like what's really nice is that even if I'm about to, like if I get really stressed, right? Like I love to control. So it's like when I was writing my book, I was super stressed about it. And I was on a thing where I'm like just liquids because I'm I'm recipe testing all the time and like everything's a recipe test. So everything I need to eat has to be just about this book and I'm only doing liquids in this book. So for the next month, I'm just recipe testing with liquids. And in doing that, normally I would have been gone like totally crazy and and gone all the way back to all my bad ways. But instead what I really maintained doing was eating tons of fat and like making sure I ate like three avocados a day and making sure that I didn't wind up getting into this idea of losing all this weight, eating on this way that's unsustainable because in the end I'd wind up where I was 15 years ago and what I thought I had already conquered. And I think that that's like important as to like choosing the people who you're around. The people who, like, either feed your good behavior or feed your bad. And I think that, like, what my one of my biggest blessings in the world is my husband because he will never allow me to dive back into that. And he loves me no matter what weight I'm at.
0: Yeah, that's so, so amazing that you found someone. And it's so sad that finding a normal eater in our society is such a rarity. Because, totally. Because, you know, while, you know, I'm a part of it and obviously you're a part of it and I think that the health movement – is doing wonderful things, I think at the same time, it can be kind of this double-edged sword where it's isolating people and it can be kind of the new class system and there's a lot of morality attached to it.
1: Absolutely. And
0: um, it doesn't really have to be the case. And I think like you said, you know, every time you eat something just finding pleasure in it and not finding guilt if you're not doing a juice cleanse or you're not, you know, eating 100% raw or whatever like it's great to add these things in and that's fantastic but if you don't or if you, you know, celebrate with someone and you eat something that you don't normally eat you're not bad and that guilt and that shame is worse for you than whatever it is that you were eating. Absolutely.
1: And I I think that, like, for me, like, I think that what's important to, like, my message really to everyone is, like, yes, be mostly healthy, but Mm -hmm. just mostly. Like, don't be all healthy because that's when – because I think that when you get into this idea of, like, being perfect, you're going to fall off the pedestal right? It's like the idea of like Plato, he talks about like be the lover or the beloved, right? And the beloved is the one who's like on the pedestal, but like you can easily fall off that pedestal. And if you're trying to be this perfect, there's, it's only, it's, it's not, if it's going to happen, it's at what point it's going to happen that you mess up or whatever. And it's going to be so much more detrimental than when you recognize that, like you're allowed to have like space and flexibility in every day. And as long as like, when you literally are eating everything, like guilt should never be around any food and like I try really hard to like never use like bad around food or anything like that because none of it is. Even not that I'm sitting here eating Twinkies, but if someone like is craving this Twinkie and wants to have it, have it and then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know totally.
0: That it's so good, Jamie. Like you're helping so many people listening right now because you're obviously this very public figure as someone who's very into this health world, which you know, and I'm, you know, my freaking blog yeah. is called the wellness wonderland. Like I get totally. it, but it's really good to hear, you know, it's not like this all the time. And you have this like amazing resource in your husband that really can kind of, you know, you are very clearly a spiritual assignment for each other because he's able to kind of call you on your old stuff and not let you fall back into those old exactly. patterns. And it's totally. such a beautiful relationship that you guys have. So how did you guys meet?
1: Um, it's actually funny. We, um, we, he, on actually the new street that Ginger Snaps is on now, 10th Street in the West mm-hmm. Village, um, a long time ago when I first moved back to the city, I would like, I was engaged before when I lived in LA and I broke that off and I moved back here and I'm like, I'm just going to date. I'm just going to say yes to people. And this is like mm-hmm. my new plan because I always was in like relationships. I'm like, I just want to say like yes to a bunch of people at once. And so my friend and I, um, were going out all the time and we'd been back for maybe a month or two. and we were supposed to meet her friends at this one bar and like it kept on getting later and later and I was at her house all dressed, ready to go. And it just kept on getting later and later and later. And then finally we're like, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna go home. She's like, let's just go out for a drink without them. Like, we don't have to wait for them because they were in like meetings. So I'm like, okay, great. So we go and, we're sp- and we are decided we're gonna go to this bar in the West Village that was around the corner on 10th street that we were going to meet them at. So we get in the cab, it drops us off, and it drops us off instead at this wrong place. And it's this like beautiful bar. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's November, and like gorgeous people in the windows, and it's all glass, and there's no name on it. And we're like, wow, where is this? And we're like, I don't know, but note to self, let's come back here. And then we go to the other place. Mm-hmm. We go to the other place, we're about to sit down, and my friend's like, and there's no one there it was just the two of us. And she's like, why don't we just go back to that place? We're not meeting them. I'm like, oh, okay. The bar is super crowded. There's two seats, for some reason, sitting at the bar empty. We go and we sit down at them. And this guy oh, yeah, is so like... Yeah, that's like a movie. Oh, no, it gets better and better. So this guy is like totally hitting on me he's so drunk he won't leave me alone and normally I'm like you know me a little bit like I'm a loud person who could take care of themselves right. I just don't have it in me like to get this guy to leave me alone so my friend's like trying to get him to leave me alone he won't leave me alone so I'm like you know what I'm just going to turn to ever sitting next to me And I'm going to ask them, and I'm just going to talk to them, which I never do. So I turn to the right, and I'm talking to this guy, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, do you know the name of this place? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's called Highlands. He's like, it just opened this week. They don't even have the name outside yet. I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, I hear the food's amazing here. I'm like, oh, yeah? I'm like, what is it? And he's like, and he's describing it, and it's basically Scottish food. So it's like blood sausage, and like, you know, definitely not what I'm thinking is good food. And I'm just looking at him, and he's like... Ooh, he's like, You're a vegetarian, aren't you? I'm like, I'm raw vegan. He's like, Hi, I'm the chef. And ah. <laughs> that was how we met.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so good. I'm so glad that I I was just like personally <laughs> curious. And like I mean, that's like kind of how I run this podcast, but um that is so good. And it really fits to what we were talking about of like, of course you would end up marrying that guy. Totally. Of course you Tope. would sit next to each other. Like
1: Oh, it's just so so perfect. It reminds me of like what you were saying before. It's like when you got into raw, you were saying how like you wound up getting really crazy and going too far down the line and becoming crazy. And so when I met him, I was fully raw. It had been about five years at this point. And I, you know, I would go out to dinner and go out with my friends, but I'd always be the girl that like, okay, do they have a salad they could just put avocado on? And like, can I just get olive oil? And like, it was just always like attention, attention, attention. And like- I really hated it. But for the first six, seven months that we were dating, that's what we did. And so like we went out, we went drinking a lot. That was kind of our thing, to be honest. And we never had meals together because he was, you know, we just, we didn't, since I was in this dating mode, it was never pressure for us to like be on serious dates. So it was like, we'd meet up after work, we'd have drinks, we'd hang out with, our, with his friends and my friends and we all became friends and it was just great. And then about nine months in, He was like, and we were so casual because remember, I decided I was just dating for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. He's like, let's go to Morocco. Mm -hmm. No, he's like, let's go on vacation together. I'm like, okay. And he's like, where do you wanna go? And I was like, Morocco. And he's like, okay. And so we decided to go to Morocco together and there's no way I was gonna be raw in Morocco because that would possibly be more dangerous than eating cooked food there because of just where it was. So we decided to go to Morocco and all of a sudden now we're spending 12 straight days, just the two of us, every, complete, meal. every meal and completely sober because it's a, a you can't really get alcohol there. It just wasn't part of it. And the funny thing is, is that's where we fell in love. Wow. And that's when it was like over food. And like I started, so I went from eating being completely like so restrictive to all of a sudden being in Morocco and being like, yes, whatever they gave me. I was eating sugar. I was eating gluten. I was eating, you know, I wasn't eating meat because like I can't physically eat meat, but Everything else was, like, game on and from nothing. And I didn't get sick because there was no guilt. I ne- Everyone's like, you're going to get so sick if you just go from, like, you know, zero to 100. Right. But I didn't because right, yeah. everything was so much joy. Yeah. And then we wound up, like, coming back to the city and, like, going to all the best restaurants. And then, like you said, like, one of the hardest things in the world, I think, is to find balance. Mm-hmm. And so then I went too far the other way. And I like totally, like, forgot what I stood for. And I was eating anything and everything. And, like, I wasn't caring at all. I wasn't spending most of my time healthy. I was spending all of my time doing whatever. And that isn't, that's not my happy state, you Mm -hmm. know? And so it's also recognizing that we we're super rigid and that's not okay. But also having no rules isn't okay either because I do believe in taking care of your temple. And I do believe that you nourish your soul. And I do believe that like self-care is so important and it does start with food. And like you said, that's the hardest part is that balance of like, how do you take care of yourself and give yourself freedom to also play in the other side sometimes. Wow, so that is it.
0: such a good story. And I I often think about this like with couples and meeting people. Like there's no better way to get to know someone and fully than to travel. And totally what a great way for you to like start the relationship and just it was like that was such a divine thing where like you completely had to let go of all your crutches with food and with. Drinking and... and my my hair was curly. Oh my gosh, we have the same <laughs> hair! Oh my gosh, that's so funny, Jamie, because I I studied abroad in college and I I went to Spain and um like I straightened my hair and for like the flight over and I knew like since the outlets were different there I wasn't going to bring my like all my hair tools and it takes me <laughs> so long I'd be like spending all my time and my hair's usually straight and so that summer my hair was curly and it was the best summer of my life and my hair was curly and I I ended up like meeting my boyfriend there and like came back and um so it, it was funny. like with all these things that you just the had to straight hair straight hair girls
1: don't know Katie
0: No, they do not understand (laughs) at all. I actually just wrote – I wrote an essay for Refinery29 this week, and I I talked a lot about authenticity, and I wrote about, like, how, you know, with with my body, with this body that I was in for a period of time, right, where I manipulated my weight through so much control that I masked as, you know, in the 90s, we called a spade a spade, and it was like – you know, not we, like I was a child then, but like people who, you know, like (laughs) it was like low fat and it was like you're dieting clearly for vanity, you know, where now I think a lot of people hide behind healthy and gluten free and whatever, whatever, as you know, really a way to manipulate their Body, Um, And that was the case for me. And so I temporarily was living in this body that wasn't meant to be mine, but I got so many compliments and Mm. I felt so confident there. And it was the same thing as having curly hair. And it's like when my hair is straight, I do feel confident and I really like it and it's really great but it's not actually me and if someone was to throw a bucket of water over my head (laughs) all of my hair would scrunch up to frizz immediately you know so yeah um so anyways it's just like a really interesting analogy and I think um just embracing who you are and like I love you know to paint my nails and like to do my hair and whatever as much as like the next girl but I think to really embrace who you are and Start to realize that that person is okay and even lovable is so beautiful and amazing. And you had that experience in Morocco, and it's like
1: such an inspiring story. And what a yeah. cool
0: thing to be able to say, like, "Oh yeah, we went to Morocco and fell in love." Like that's such a cool story.
1: Yeah, we we like that story. I think our story is pretty
0: cool. So when you went to Morocco, had you started Gender Snap? Did you have the idea for Gender Snap
1: yet? So at that point, I was still um, no, I was still working at the supplement store and. You know again like i believe that i think you were talking about it i want to say you were you talking about it in maybe gabby's first teacher training this idea of like how she found zach and, yeah, that's and me. yeah yeah i remember that and you were talking about like how she found this perfect person to be with her and it's like you don't always know it at the time and like for me like will and i are complete opposites like i'm the jewish girl from new york he's like the non-jew from texas Mm -hmm. he is 10 years younger than me he is like completely logical doesn't believe in spirit i like light my incense every day you know i'm super like superstitious i have my crystals everywhere and it's like how did these two make sense Mm -hmm. but at the same time like I don't believe I would have been able to, Ginger Snaps would be so different if he wasn't around, like he literally built it with me. Mm. So when we started, when we were in Morocco, I was always talking about it. And then him and I started when we got back, started dating more and more seriously. And he'd be like, let's go look at spaces. And I'd be like, no, I'm not really going to wind up doing this and be like, no, let's go look at spaces. Mm. And then like, we would look at spaces and I found one. And then we wound up like losing it last minute. And it was like one of the worst feelings in the world. And I was just like, forget it. This is the universe telling me that I'm not gonna do this. I'm like, it's telling me that I shouldn't do this. And I literally like got into bed and like was that, was like not gonna do anything. He's like, get up, we're going. And he literally took me and we walked through it. That time we were living on the Lower East Side. And he took me walking and zigzagging through all the streets of the East Village. And, he, and making me call every single open spot. He's like, one of these spots will be yours. One of these spots will be yours. Oh, I want to yeah. cry. <laughs> and then we found it. And the funny thing is, is that again, like with that, like the East Village was a very hard time for me. And like when I met Gabby, I don't know what life would be like had I not met Gabby. I was in such a dark place. I want to know
0: she, how you guys met too. So
1: Gabby is, um, she? we were around the corner from her um, when we were in the East Village. And she would come in all the time and she got very this was like before Instagram it was only four years ago but like Instagram wasn't what it was like it just was starting four years Mm -hmm. ago but Twitter was like where everyone was at and she had come into the store Gabby was huge
0: on Twitter then
1: yes because I think this was
0: around the time when I started to follow
1: her too in college Probably. And she wound up, um, she was coming in and she would tweet my, she got in love, she fell in love with these donut holes we had. Yeah, I and, remember that. Yeah. And she would tweet them. I didn't know her. And she would tweet them. And Katie, when I tell you, I couldn't, I hated her. She got <laughs> mad at me the other day because I said that. She's like, she's like, you didn't hate me. I'm like, I didn't hate her, but like, I resented her. I'm like, here she is. She is perfect. <laughs> she is successful. She is funny. She is spiritual, but she is beautiful. And she is like, All these things that I'm failing at, you know? And so she'd come in and like I would literally like walk to the other side and I wouldn't help her. I'd have other people help her. And I was like in such a state of like, you know, it's this idea. I was doing this interview for, uh, do you know Ruby from The Numinous? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. So I was doing this interview for her and we were talking about like the different lessons in uh, *A Course in Miracles*, and it's this idea of like you know letting go of like the idea of what it's supposed to look like, right? Mm. Like we all know we're supposed to do that, but when I opened Ginger Snaps, like I thought it was going to look exactly how I saw it, and like it didn't, and it didn't work. Like I had this convenient store type of thing because it was all based on convenience in a very inconvenient convenient area so it wasn't this uh, it wasn't this success that I totally thought it was going to be and then there was Gabby there and like I couldn't get over that like I opened up this dream place and it wasn't doing what I thought it was going to do and so I went to Landmark my friends sent me the Landmark have you do you know about Landmark
0: yeah from Jenny
1: yeah Jenny went because of me oh my
0: god (laughs) this this is like a weird world (laughs) we're like all so weirdly connected yeah so Jenny
1: who is (laughs) one of my closest friends in the world um she uh who I had met through Gabby and um but anyway not not about her though no more about Landmark so Landmark <laughs> my friend Sammy had sent me to Landmark and he tell like people I wouldn't listening. tell people like top line what so, it is Landmark is basically like it's a three-day immersion that you go into people will call it a cult but it basically is teaching <laughs> you like how to it's all these different things like it's it's basically what we all talk about, but in this three-day immersion cost of understanding that there is a story and then there is truth. And so many of us are busy living in the story that we're not able to actually live our lives. Cool. And that it's if we can It's not get... actually a call.
0: That's just... No, it's Wait. not actually a call. People That's who don't people know what say. it is say that.
1: <laughs> people, yeah. People don't know what it is say that. And, like, what they... And... It can be really detrimental for some people who aren't like listening to what the actual message is, but for others, it's an amazing reminder of understanding how much power you have in the idea of like what you see and what you choose and this whole thing about like literally the way you choose to see life and then the actions that you take. Um, So for example, at that point, like I was working, my store was open 12 hours a day. I was there seven days a week, 12 hours a day, never leaving. I I was in so much control. I couldn't, I didn't think it could run without me. And my friend Samuel would ask me to go for dinner. I'd be like, no, I can't go. And he'd be like, yes, you can. I'm like, no, I can't. I have a restaurant. He's like, do you think that no one leaves their their space? And I'd never owned a business before. So I'm like, I can't leave. And he's like, you can leave. And he's like, and if you don't leave, you're never going to leave. And then your life will be horrible. And so he forced me to go to Landmark, which was like terrifying to leave my space for three days. And it really like opened up my eyes to understand like my story of being like, you know, when I saw Gabby, like, I was so insecure of, like, what I saw myself as a failure that I couldn't even let her look at me because I wanted her to think I was cool. And if she actually knew mm-hmm. that it wasn't, that it would just change everything. And so she came in, like, two days after Landmark. And I was like – and she was doing a workshop in the city at the time, like, a two-week workshop, like, a mo- two Mondays in a row. Mm-hmm. And for the first time when she came in, I'm like, hey, I'm like – I think I'm going to sign up for your workshop. And she was like, okay. She's like, it's full for in person. Here's my email. Send me an email and you can come in. And I'm like, awesome. And I came in, like I bring her donut holes and I spoke to her at the end. I remember sending her an email and like, you know, at that point it's not, I hadn't read all of Gabby's books, but like mm. her lectures and her live is like just so inspiring yeah, to me. That's the best. I yeah. Mean, her it's books just are great, but yeah. Yeah. Her live is like the best I can't even. So I wind up, um, going to two mondays in a row and after the second one she's like listen are you gonna be at the cafe tomorrow and i'm like yeah she came and we were there for like five hours and we just became like Mm -hmm. best friends overnight and you know she really just is one of the people who really taught me the idea of choosing love over fear and understanding that it is your choice at all points and all time and like I was going through this thing with my mother where I was just fighting with her recently. And at my, my book launch, Gabby obviously was there speaking, and she had met my mom for the first time. My mom's like, Gabby, I just want you to know the change you've had on Jamie and how much she loves you. And I'm like, Mom, because my mother and I were fighting about fear at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Mom, just so you know, she's the one who taught me you know, to choose love over fear and how like life that way is just so much better. And it's, yeah. and it's a choice. Yeah. You know, it really is a choice. I don't remember what the original question was. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just, like, listening and taking it in. This is this is so but amazing. You, but meanwhile, Zach, but the funny oh, thing yeah. about Zach is, so I got mad at Gabby one time because I was rereading, I don't remember if it was, I think it was Ng, and I was reading it after becoming her friend, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it was one of the exercises, and it was, like, to go back to a place of pain, right? hmm And I happened to have fallen asleep at that time. And then I woke up and I had all these nightmares. And like, then it was on my mind, that pain uh, Mm -hmm. from back in the thing. And like her and Zach happened to come into Ginger Snaps that day. And I'm like, I'm just so annoyed. Like, I thought I cleaned that up. I'm like, I thought that I fixed all that. Like, why is it re-showing up? I did all the work already. And Zach, not even Gabby, Zach goes to me. He's like, it's not about that. He's like, it's about understanding that you're still going to go into those places sometimes, but it's how quickly you can get back. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my God, you're a spirit (laughs) hudgy.
0: Oh, I love him. I love them so much together. Oh,
1: that was the question. It was about like finding like how, what your question was in her training is that the real partner, the partner that you're supposed to be with is that one that helps you I think that you don't even realize that might not seem, you know, people be like, Oh, you opposites, you know, you and Will are opposites. It doesn't make sense. But I think it's interesting because he is why I have the store that I have. Like when I was thinking of giving up on like when we were going to, when I was in the East village and I wasn't happy over there, I was just going to close. And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, you worked so hard. He's like, you're on the potential for something so amazing. He's like, you want in the West village? Let's go walk around Mm. the West village. And Let's, like, scope the internet. And, like, we wound up finding the space. And it was a really blessed experience how we found the space that we found. And, like, it couldn't be more magical. And I, if it wasn't for him, I would have given up. Mm. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so amazing. And I I think, too, it's, like, that, that partner that challenges you, you know, and will, yes. like, push your buttons. And you want to be challenged in, in a relationship because then – what's the point, you know? Totally. Totally. And they push
1: you into your, you know, your discomfort because, you know, it would have been a lot easier for me to close it. I didn't want to go through it again. And listen, sometimes I like hate him and I'm like, oh, I could have been out of this. You know, there are still stressful moments where I'm like, oh, I could have been out already and I could have been doing something else if he didn't make me go for this, go forward with this again. But it's like, thank God I did because of the the moments of happiness.
0: (laughs) That's so amazing. And I, well, it's perfect that you didn't move before you did because I don't know if I told you this, but, um, I ended up, well, you had chew pudding for us at, um, Gabby's master class and like, (laughs) I met you there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to come in and see you at the store because where I was staying, I was staying with my friend Sasha, who has been on the podcast for people listening and she literally lived like not even a block away, like right around the corner. Um, And so I, I was like, oh, I wonder where this is. Like, am I going to need to take a cab? <laughs> like, let me put in my phone and see, because I don't know New York, you know? Like, I'm not from there. And I was like, oh, I think it says I can walk. And it's like, two minutes? I was like, what? And it was literally right there the whole time. So I was like, dang it, why didn't I come here every day? And then I was, like, leaving, going on the plane um, that day to come back. and I But I had, like, I think I had, like, a um, – oh, I didn't know that I was going to have a – like, there was a delay thing. Like, I ended up having to, like, take a weird um, connection. It was, like, a mess. But you helped me because I ended up getting, like, so much food because I wanted to try everything. But <laughs> it was also the day I was leaving. So I was like, F it. Whatever. I'm just going to, like, take all this food back on the plane with me. And so I, like, had a legit bag of food. Like, I had the nori roll. Amazing. I had the hummus. Like, I had everything. And I, I was I remember like, that. I was there. Didn't I see you Yeah, again? you were there. <laughs> yeah. And I had everything. I was like this is great and you're probably like why does this girl have so much food right now and I just like took it all to go and it saved me and I remember like getting home really late and like eating my nori roll here and I was like yeah I was like yeah Instagram and I was like this is so weird that I'm eating ginger snap and I'm not even in New York like that's probably a first like it was crazy
1: speaking about you and chia pudding one of the first things I saw of you was I was at Gabby's mom's house with Jenny uh-huh and she played for me your cheap pudding video that you did
0: <laughs> that's so <laughs> old that's so, oh my gosh I'm like cringing that's from college it's like oh my gosh so it
1: was the old. cutest thing ever and how you danced in between
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that was like Oh, my gosh. That was in college when I was, like, trying to be 100% raw in college. And, like, we don't have a ginger – we didn't have a – we still don't. But, like, there was no Ginger Snap Organic. There was no Whole Foods. Like, I was trying to, like, wow. make everything myself. And be it was, like, crazy and insane. But that's what I did with my time was, like, make chia soup pudding videos and blog the all the the funniest time. thing ever. Oh, my that- gosh. It's so funny. It's so funny how we're all connected. And, like, we've yep. – it's just – It's the best. It's such a cool community. And I can't wait to come back to New York when my book comes out, when Gabby wrote the foreword. Amazing. I'm so excited that your book is coming out. I'm so excited too. But next year when I come to New York, um, I'm going to come into the new Ginger Snap and have a Nori roll with you or something. So with that, I want to hear about your book and what was the process
1: of writing it like? Oh, man. I have to say, (laughs) the funny thing is, so I was in Europe last year. And I got an email from someone saying, oh, we'd like you to write a book. And I was like, okay, whatever. And at that point I hadn't moved. I was still in the East village and I still was like, not super happy with, with my business. And I kind of was like, who is like, why would I write a book? Like who would want me to write a book and who would care about me writing a book? And I kind of like ignored it and didn't take it seriously. And Then all of a sudden, like, you know what? I can just reply. Like, I can just have a phone call with this person. Cause, like, you know, as a business owner, like, I'm often getting lots of phone calls for people who want to invest and all this kind of stuff. And, like, most of it is, like, ludicrous what they want to do. But, like, I was like, for some reason, I'm like, let me sort of take this one seriously. So I remember I was in Europe and I wrote back to her and I said, oh, I'm away on, you know, I'm away traveling right now, but I'll be back, blah, blah, blah. Let me, you know, let me know if there's a time you can talk. So we wound up having this call and I'd never thought about writing a book. Like it wasn't on my bucket list in any way, shape, or form. And she was just kind of making it sound really, really easy. And I didn't understand any of it. And she was going to pay me like no money, but I didn't, I was like, God, maybe I do want to write a book. Like maybe this will be good for the cafe. Like, I don't know what to do. And I remember hanging up and calling Gabby and Gabby's answer was like, just say yes. She's like, say yes. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to write a book. She's like, say yes and you'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, just say yes and you'll figure it out. And I wound up saying yes. And the funny thing is, is that at that point, like was when I started to really think about closing down the East Village and not knowing where, what I'm going to do, where it's going to move to, how that's going to happen. And part of me, like making sure I did Open up again was because I had this book coming out. So I had to have a restaurant behind it because I didn't want to be an author. Like I want to have a great cafe. Like that's what I want. You know, like Mm -hmm. my dream isn't to write all these books and do all these lectures. Mine is to have like the cutest little cafe that everyone loves to come to. And they all feel really good when they're there and when they leave and the food makes them feel great and they like bump into each other. And like, that's what I want. That's my dream. And so I'm like, I can't have this book and not have the cafe behind it. And so I wound up saying yes. And it was really hard because I knew nothing about writing a book. Like I didn't know, I don't, I don't read recipe books. Like that's just not how I work. I would never even, No, like I don't even, I don't, I just don't do that. I don't have cookbooks. Like my husband has tons of cookbooks in our apartment, but they're very different. Like there's these beautiful artworks and a lot of his are about these crazy techniques that you do like, but he doesn't like follow a recipe from it. So here we both are restaurant people and like, we don't use cookbooks. So it was, I didn't even know what to think of. And then when I started getting into it, I we had to do all this recipe testing and that was actually really, really, Oh no. So what wound up happening though is like all of it was around the same time of me moving the store me opening. So it was very hard for me to focus on the book and then focus on my store. Wow, and then my, yeah. And my publisher, like you're with Hay House. You're so lucky. Like there's, you know, supportive and amazing. And my experience wasn't quite like that. Like my publisher, you know, it was just a very different experience. And because I wasn't a writer, like, I don't think that I quite understood what goes into writing the book. So like the recipe testing was amazing. Like I did it with my staff was super helpful. Like I came in to the store and we would just for 30 days straight be recipe testing all day long, all day long, tasting it all, testing it all, having other people like people who didn't drink juice try it. People who do drink, try it. Jenny would be in all the time. And trying all the recipes. And I would, like, make her have sugar when she didn't want to. (laughs) It was. It was so much fun. And that part of the process was really amazing. And then, like, you know, doing the photo shoots was really, really hard. Because, again, like, we didn't have a budget for any of it. And so I was paying money out of pocket. And not really, you know, I never – I'm not, like – Instagram on my account is not this like beautiful visual. Like we have some great pictures, but like it's not that. It's not like how I have like Breakfast with Criminal. She's a beautiful sight. Yeah. She has beautiful pictures. Crunchy Radish. She takes beautiful pictures of food. But that's not what we do. You know, ours is different. And mine is like a joint effort. It's not me taking the photos. It's everyone on staff adds to the Instagram feed. It's not just one voice for us. And so for me, the thought of like taking pictures all day long and making food look pretty, like it's just it, that's not my That's not my, my strength, you know, that's not like my joy. And I, and we wound up doing one round of it and I really was disorganized with it and I didn't like it and it made me feel really, really uncomfortable. And I also didn't have all the recipes done at that point. So I also didn't know exactly what I should be taking photographs of. And then my publisher told me I needed to have more photographs and I was crying and I was so upset because I had just gone through this and Jenny came over and Jenny was supposed to help me. And she's like, Jamie, I'm not taking pictures for your book. She's like, you need a professional photographer. And I'm like, Jenny, you take amazing pictures. And she's like, not for a book. She's like, I take them for Instagram. And she's like, I just think you need to like get the photographer and just like hire the photographer again and just like get the stuff done. I'm like, I can't, I can't. And she's like, yes, you can. And I remember screaming at Jenny in my apartment being like, <laughs> it's not my joy. It's not my joy. It's your joy. It's not my joy. And she's just like, well, okay, then. Put out a book with terrible pictures. She's like, "How about that?" And I was like, "Okay." And she's like, "I know you." She's like, "You can't put your name on the book unless you love these pictures." So just shut up and pay the photographer. And we wound up doing a second shoot, and like that shoot, I loved and was organized and was thought about, and like that was actually very joyful those few days Mm -hmm. that we did that. And yeah, now the book is out, and And it's doing
0: beautiful. It's so beautiful, and you can tell that
1: like. So much time and (laughs) love went into it, you know? Yeah, and I think that, like, what I really like about the book, what I think is – I think it's really digestible in the sense that you don't have to know a whole bunch about juicing or smoothies and, like, anyone can really pick it up and it's not intimidating and it's not like you need – like, my – people are like, are you going to do the recipes at the cafe? No, because the recipes at the cafe, they're like – 32 grams of kale, 64 grams, like no one's going to do that in their house. It's a very different process. But for me, like what I was trying to get people, like the point of the book is so that people understand how easy it is. And that really, after you have the book and you play with it for a little while, you're going to realize that you have the power to do all this alone. And that I just teach you the basics of like how to get used to and how to get comfortable with your juicer. And like, I also like. We played with stuff that a lot of people don't play with, like you know, parsnips are in a lot of our recipes and burdock and like stuff that you don't normally see that happen to be incredible. And I did that so that people get that like things that you might not ever think of juicing. Just try it. Yeah. You yeah.
0: Know? And that's really cool. And because they're now like it's so saturated the market for this sort of thing, so it's great that there's like innovative, creative things like that. And it's from your voice too. And I think like. Uh, with the cafe, I felt the same way in there, too. It's like, we talked about this already today, but this kind of thing can be so isolating to people and they can feel like they're not invited to the party, you know? Totally. And this really doesn't feel that way. And Ginger Snap has such an inviting, kind environment that, like, even though I didn't live in New York and, like, even though, you know, it was my first time in there, I felt like that environment that you were saying that you wanted, which was this neighborhood spot where everybody, you know, loved each other. And I remember I, like, sat in there with my laptop and was, like, hanging out and drinking this, like, amazing ginger latte thing that was, like… Oh, so, I had
1: that today. <laughs> oh, so good. It's, like, what is it? Almond milk, ginger? It's almond milk, ginger, and now we do it with cinnamon and we steam it all. Oh. Yeah, I want
0: one of those right now. That's they're really amazing. good. Amazing. Yeah, it was so good. So, anyways, it's just you can feel that in the book too, and that's it's just yeah, because our whole
1: thing is about like it's a lifestyle. That's why we have to live it in it. And it's like not just about you drinking the juice or drinking the smoothie. It's about like self care. It's about community. You know, we of course miracles. You know, we do a free class every Monday night at the cafe for anyone. Like. You know, whoever wants to walk in can come into it. And, like, we've consist. I think we've been doing it for, like, a year now, actually. You know, we started it the week after Gabby's first teacher training.
0: I remember that because I a bunch of my friends from that went. And then randomly, even, like, some of my friends from here who now live in New York were, like – Hey, I went to this thing and like your your friend, you know, Gabby, I think, was there. Like I saw her books there and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah go. It's amazing. Yeah. Get the ginger latte. Like try to ignore <laughs> Like I'm like an ambassador from far away. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank
1: you. Yeah. And it's just because it's yeah, – you know, for me, again, it's this idea of having a space where like people can – it's so – like this world can be so lonely and it can be so hard and there's so much sadness going on that like just – Someone smiling at you can change yeah. the day. Like, you know, just having a space where like people are genuinely happy for you to walk in the door. Yeah. Um, is all I wanted to create. It's like the, like the central perk, you know? It's yes. like a high vibe <laughs> central perk. <laughs> That's so fun. I just cut nine inches off of my hair and one of my employees goes. <gasps> She, he goes, it's like the Rachel. I'm like, shut up. It's not the Rachel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> your hair
0: was so long. I'm excited to see it. You have to post a picture.
1: Uh, nine inches. I don't know. That's a I, lot.
0: Have you ever no, had, like, wh- where is it? Is it, like, shoulder length? There's, a, like, hang. It's, like, a little bit above shoulder length. Oh, my gosh. I bet it's so cute on you, but I can't even picture it. You have to post yeah. a picture.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to post a picture. <laughs> But I bet yeah. it's really cute. I've done it, like, twice in my life or, like, one day. But you got to love this amazing husband that we talk about throughout this podcast. That's yeah. so great. He's, like, the theme. Yeah. Didn't notice. What? What? <laughs> Didn't notice. Pardon? <laughs> Didn't I can't – what? That's so much like, hair. Yeah. He's like, you didn't give me time. We were talking for 10 minutes, right? We had a full 10 minute conversation. Like, that was enough time for me to be like, are you Boys are me? so
0: <laughs> weird. Boys are so weird about Boys that kind so of
1: thing. Yeah. And he would say to me, he's like, Yeah. He's like, But you often have it in a ponytail. He's like, I just see <laughs> your bangs. He's like, So I didn't know if maybe it was in a ponytail. It's like, and not like,
0: even an excuse.
1: Not even an excuse. I'm like, My employees noticed.
0: Oh my and, gosh, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, it must just be like a guy thing. I mean, they're really weird. Like, I don't know, guys are really weird. But Guys I, are really weird. We love weird. them, but that's really weird. That is yeah.
1: Ridiculous.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, totally. Um, so I want to go back to – I loved that you shared that when Gabby first started coming in, you were so vulnerable and you shared that, like, you felt uncomfortable and you didn't um, – You felt a lot of separation and what she would call like judgment and separation and feeling like you weren't good enough and and judgment just towards yourself and making her special. And I know that I just really appreciate you sharing that because I felt the same way with feeling like, um, you know, wow, like Gabby's so amazing and great and putting her on a pedestal. And that was something that I really had to work with to be like, she is really great, but she would want me to think that I'm really great too, you know, and really coming out into my own and, and feeling that way myself and that's that's something that you did you know with, with Landmark and then when you get to know her it's, it's so easy to connect with her and just be like oh that's so great but I think you know something that I struggled with at first for a while was like oh, well, if I want to be, like, as successful as Gabby, like, I want – I have to, you know, control my body and and look a certain way to, like, look just like Gabby or be just like Gabby. And I think the best thing to do is to just be myself and not be like her. Totally. Not, like, love her and find worth in her work and be inspired by, but really find my own way. And I think that that's that's something that that you've done so beautifully. And and I think that lots of her friends and the people that that follow her have – had that experience too but I think a lot of people who newly find her can can feel that same way um, and, and not just with Gabby with with all sorts of people and and Gabby spoken before how she did it with Marianne Williamson and we all have you know people that we look up to in our lives and I think that that's beautiful but it's just so great that you vulnerably sh- share that and yeah something else that I'm wanting to talk about too and as you know you know on this show we focus a lot on body image and how um, that really comes into play in all of this stuff. And so being a public figure and with your book and, you know, owning the shop and and being there, um, have you ever struggled with your body image? And is it something that – what are some of your tools to feel better about the skin that you're in and feel really good about yourself um, regardless of size and weight?
1: I think that it is – I think that it's very – easy to fall into like the old patterns, right? Yeah. Of, of hating the body and like blaming the body for things. I think that with all the work that I've done, I realized that when I'm coming down on my body and I'm having all that stuff, it's not really about that, right? It's about something else. And it's like, if I'm, yeah. I notice that, you know, with my husband, if like we're eating all these bad ways sometimes, and not bad ways, because I don't want to label it that way, but if I'm not paying attention, right? And I can put on like a few pounds and not feel as good in my body, I recognize that it's actually not about me not feeling as good in my body because even though like I don't like the extra weight there, it's more of me understanding that I don't like the choices I'm making because I'm not making choices. I'm just doing it without thought. And I think that like the way I kind of come to grips with that and wind up turning around is A, I think everyone should have an outfit in their wardrobe that no matter what weight that they love themselves in.
0: Oh, that's such a good tip. That is such a good tip
1: and I think that's really important. I think that there are tons of ways that you can find those outfits, you know, and and have them on hand even when you're on your in your in your thinner time that you feel like is when you're looking the best, but really just knowing that like there's always something you can put on that makes you feel good, whether it's a dress or whatever it might be. And so I have a few of those that that will be like my wardrobe. And I it's funny because I'll also know when I'm wearing them a lot like, okay, like what are my decisions around food been lately? Like, mm. do I need to like pay attention more? Because again, like I was saying before, I don't think that real balance or real freedom is not being conscious of what you're eating. Mm. And I think that sometimes that's what's it's like, well, I'm doing really well because I'm not thinking about it. I'm not upset if I gain weight. But that's not actually true. You know, and I think that it's okay to like be mindful about what you eat. And still have fun, but don't let ourselves go the total other way. And so like for me, it's now like a conscious reminder, like if I'm putting myself in that clothing, then I'm probably not taking care of myself as well as I should. And it's different. Like if I go away, like when we go to Europe, there are no rules. I eat whatever, whenever, because like this is all playtime to me. And because it's done with such joy, I never get sick, I never feel bad, I never like am not liking my body, I don't get stomach aches, like for some reason, gluten in other places doesn't bother me. But here I could, I could be on the couch crying for hours. And I think that like, for me, I noticed that, okay, I can do that for vacation. But when I come back, I have to step in. And like, that's why, like, for me, then I will do like a cleanse when I get back, because I got I have to reset the palate because there Mm -hmm. is something in these foods that aren't the best and aren't the cleanest that does trigger stuff. Whether it triggers past memories, whether it triggers you know comfort for you, whatever it might be, it's very easy to go down the path of unhealthy again, yeah. because you're playing too much over there. And so I, for me, like I think it's important when I feel that way or I notice myself putting myself in those dresses, I will do a quick cleanse. The cleanse is never to lose the weight. The cleanse is to reset the balance, the palate. And to re-remind myself of my cravings. And so for me, it's like whenever I'm doing a liquid cleanse, I never want to lose weight on the liquid cleanse. That's not really what my goal is. And so whenever I personally go on my own liquid cleanses, I will literally add like three avocados to it a day. And I will make sure that it is like very high in fat and and many, many smoothies all day long so that I'm not putting myself in a place of starvation. All I'm doing is resetting my palate so that my cravings don't. Overtake me again, Jamie.
0: I just love. I love you. Aw, <laughs>
1: thank love you. I love you.
0: No, I really love that you shared that, especially about the juice cleanse, because, um, I I, I was just on on somebody else's podcast today, and I shared a bunch about this. That like I kind of went down the my like bad period with with raw food. From doing a bunch of cleanses in, in sure. college and it was like the master cleanse and then I'll juice cleanse and then I'll do crazy, crazy stuff. And I love that you said that, that it's not about losing weight because and how you're adding the avocados in. I think that that's like such a really mindful and smart and brave thing to share and do. And as someone who owns Ginger Snap, like, I think that's just great for people to hear because it's such a... It's becoming such a trendy thing, and I think that people aren't doing it mindfully at all. I think people are doing it as like, oh, I have this thing coming up. I'm going to just, like, not eat. And it's, like, the socially acceptable way to not eat juice cleansing can be at some point. Or socially acceptable way to, like, starve yourself, you know? And so I think that it's a really great thing that, you know, someone who is doing it for the right reasons and in a really mindful way, I just think it's really great, and I'm glad you shared that.
1: Yeah, we even have one now that, like, one of our liquid ones is all blends because I keep the fiber in. And even on our all-liquid one, we have one that, like, has fiber in it because, like, I think that, like, the all-juice thing, unless you're, like, very ill, it's not necessary. Yeah. And it's, and all it's going to do is give you this false idea of this weight loss that isn't really right. And then, like, the second you eat again, you know, you wind up feeling horrible about yourself because you go from, like, you know, having no fiber, therefore your stomach is completely flat to even having like the smallest thing, the salad will blow you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just winds up not being good. But I do believe that people do need to cleanse from sugar. I do believe that.
0: And I think that it's, it's interesting that, you know, we can really fall into that trap of, you know, making yourself wrong for, you know, all of these choices. And it's, it's just, you know, different times in different people's lives and, and not looking at, you know, oh, this person did that and they were fine and they lost that weight. Like, just because she did it, it might not mm-hmm. be – you don't know what's totally. actually going into that. And so I think it's just And also oh, just so just good. because
1: you did it one time a long time ago, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you this time. Yeah. And that, like, you always have to be – like, when people say, like, should I be vegan forever? I'm like, if you want to be vegan, be vegan now. But then don't tomorrow. You know Jordan, uh, Balanced Bond. Yes. Yeah. So the funny thing with Jordan and I, um, I love her. She is a great – do you know her? Yeah. She's great. She, she's going to come on the show in a couple of weeks. Oh, she's amazing. I love her. She and I – she was doing an event at Ginger Snaps. And this is in the East Village one. And we had met like a week before to just talk about stuff. I think she was debuting her clothing line. I think that's when – I think that's why mm. we were doing the event. And she and I were talking about stuff, and she was talking about her extreme – um, cleansing and what was going on. I'm like, well, I don't think you should do it. And she's like, and she was only doing juice cleanses. And I was like, you know, you're more than welcome to do the f- Cause we have a food cleanse, which is actually our most popular, which is you're eating all day long, but you're eating my food. Um, and so you just like, which is a great thing because all, cause you actually do wind up losing weight because you're not putting preservatives or, or sugar, or any kind of crap in your body for like five days on it, And so she was like, we were talking about cleansing. we were talking about that. And she's like, I think I'm craving animal protein. I'm like, then eat it. And she's like, what? She's like, you own a vegan restaurant. I'm like, and I eat fish because I crave it. I'm like, I am. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think that you need to do what you need to do. And she's like, but my name is the balanced. Uh, my name is the uh, blonde vegan. I'm like, but it doesn't matter. And then she's like, but I think that like my my audience won't, mm. you know, will be hurt by that. I'm like, the people who will leave you were never really your audience and they yeah. didn't care about you. But the people who care about you will be super happy that you're authentic and you're giving them permission to pay attention to their body. And maybe veganism was good for you at some point, but maybe it's not now. Yeah. And maybe it will be again in the future. But you have to listen to your body and your true people, your true audience will love the fact that you chose to take care of yourself instead of trying to be something you weren't. And the irony is that the next day she, uh, she ate animal meat and it oh like changed gosh. yeah and it changed everything for her
0: that's so funny yeah her story it's similar to mine it's the whole orthorexia thing totally. but um, she she's great and I love that she's a voice in this because not nearly enough people are, are talking about the the danger side of, of getting too controlling with your food and it's so great and it's so funny that you were like the impetus of this all happening. It's like so yeah, cool.
1: she, she, yeah, Yeah. She, went, she actually wrote about it in um, in her book and it's like it was so funny though because just knowing that like she no one was giving her permission and she yeah. just needed – she made the decision herself and she was just waiting for someone to give her permission, yeah. you yeah. know, and it's like I think again like I say on my website like I believe if someone wants to eat a burger, eat a burger but just balance it with something yeah. healthy. You know, it's like don't eat a burger every night.
0: Totally. Yeah. It you know Joe Cross from Got Sick and Nearly Dead, yeah, he's he's great, he's come on the show, and he comes to Detroit every once in a while, and he was here, and he was saying, you know, if I was here, and I was going to, um, like, a baseball game, he's he's saying this in Australian accent, which, like, I can't do, (laughs) but he was like, I would have a hot dog, and he's like, and then I'd have a juice later, and it would be fine, but he's like, I, it's about balance, and he's like, I would have to, like, make up for that with, like, getting some more greens in another way, but, like, I would just do it and be fine and not think about it and that was just like my favorite part of his talk because I think more people need to be saying that kind of a thing than you know black and white thinking. Exactly because then we
1: binge right because then you binge. Yeah it's a cycle. I remember for a while like I was like working out at like Barry's with Jenny all the time and like going crazy working out and then I would come home and I would eat like a gluten free cake right? God only really knows what else was in it. And it was organic, but it was like organic crap, basically. But it was gluten free. And it was this rainbow cake. And like Jenny and I's friendship would laugh about this all the time, because like, I would eat it to the point where I'd pass out on the couch with it on me. <laughs> and think that it was okay, because it was gluten free, because it was labeled this. And it's like, well, really, what I needed to do was just eat a piece of rainbow cake, the square that a Norm person would eat, and then go on with my day. Right. And not Think about it. It's like, you know, don't get into this idea of like, well, it just – it leads to like when you put all these restrictions on yourself, it just leads to binging on some form or another.
0: Yeah, because you're like, I better get it in now because it's going to be off exactly. limits again tomorrow.
1: Exactly. Or I'm going to find a fake version of it, Yeah. right? Like I'm going to – like for me, it was like, well, this one's gluten-free so I might as well just eat it all. It's like right. probably the one from the bakery of like the little guy down the street yeah. was much healthier than this weird one I was eating yeah. That was gluten-free.
0: And just enjoying it and being present with it and knowing that, like, it's a – we've we've all, like, for millennia, humans have celebrated with food and they've enjoyed food together. And in moderation, you know, everything is fine, you know, and to just be there and enjoy it and, and really be present with it. And I think it's just, yeah, it's gotten to the point where we all just have to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves, which I'm glad we had this – conversation to talk about all of that and it's gone by so fast can we wrap up with some quick fire questions sure sounds good okay so just say like the first thing that that comes to your mind so this is a question that's my signature question I ask everyone so can you walk us through your morning routine like maybe the first few things you do when you wake up in the morning and how that affects how the rest of your day goes
1: um like an ideal day okay my i kiss my husband and give him a kiss. Hello. And then I drink a huge amount of water and I have an infrared sauna in my house and I go in there for like an hour. And yeah, it's like my favorite summer day. Oh, and I light my incense at my altar and then I shower and I head on into work and I actually like, it's so different than the East village. one. like, I love being there. And so I just spend the day hanging out with them and then I'll come home and relax. And then usually meet my husband out for like a glass of wine. And that's kind of
0: where that we're at. That's beautiful. Does yeah. he work late because he's a
1: chef still? He does. He does. <laughs> he works very late. But it's getting better. But we'll see. It's, you know, for him, it's like up and down. It's all over the place. Yeah, but he yeah. loves it.
0: That's yes, amazing. Very much so. Um, what's your favorite color? Green. Favorite yoga pose? Uh
1: Shavasana. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> favorite
0: let's be real why doesn't everyone answer the question that totally. way like,
1: there's nothing better than when you get there yeah the i don't even know class. why i asked that question <laughs>
0: <laughs> Duh. um favorite way to relax that might
1: be the same no my infrared sauna oh, i described yeah. it as being like a womb oh if wow like, it's the greatest in the world i love that that's the best description
0: ever of anything yeah <laughs> favorite hour of the day
1: favorite hour of the day um, sunset. Nice. Favorite vegetable. Ooh. Right now, I'm really into a cauliflower. But I that heard changes that all the you time. have
0: some cauliflower soup that's, like, to die my hus- for. My husband's recipe. It's unreal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what I'm having when I come. That's you need like,
1: to. It's unreal.
0: First stop off of the plane, <laughs> take me to Ginger Snap Organic and get me some of that cauliflower soup that Jenny's always posting about and I'm yeah. always jealous about. Yeah, it's genius. I'm excited. Favorite fruit?
1: Right now, I don't really eat fruit, but if I was going to eat fruit, it would be berries mixture of berries favorite juice recipe my go green which is um kale cucumber celery and kale hold on they juice it and chard and green chard it's just really smooth like there's no sweet and it and it just tastes like milk it's like creamy and balanced and i'm so proud of that recipe
0: tastes like milk oh
1: that sounds so good it's it is it's so i have to say it's so good (laughs) favorite smoothie um Right now I'm doing this thing where I make my coffee dream smoothie. So it's like cold-pressed coffee with coconut oil and maca and lucuma and cinnamon and a grain-free vegan protein powder.
0: Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Best thing you've eaten this week?
1: Best thing I've eaten? Well, this was a tricky week. Well, I went to Blue Hill, which is an incredible restaurant in Manhattan. Everything is from their farm. And my husband took me there for my birthday. So the entire meal was, from beginning to end, genius and brilliant and unbelievable.
0: Oh, amazing. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, okay, here's a little scenario for you. So it's the end of the day, maybe like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. You get home and you're like beat but you're starving. What do you do slash eat slash make, pick up? What What happens?
1: Um, So depending on like my husband's on his way home, there is a, it is not organic, but it is a, there's this taco truck by his work that makes the greatest guacamole in the world, in the world. And so if he's on his way home, then he grabs me like two of those and I eat them with a spoon. Um, But if I'm home and I'm starving, my go-to is like kale and romaine um, chopped up. And then I pour olive oil, nutritional yeast, sea salt, lemon, and nori strips. And I just massage it in. And it takes like maybe all of five minutes. And it's like the greatest salad in the world. Yum.
0: yum. Yeah. I feel like I make like a similar version to that like every day. Those are like my fave things. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite like on-the-go snack if you're going to be out all day? What would be in your bag?
1: (sighs) What would be in my bag? I'm not really a snacker. Um I don't snack, to be honest with you. Nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't really. Oh, that's not true. What I do have with me always, just in case I'm starving, is uh, almond butter, raw almond butter, and like those pouches by oh, Artisan. Yeah. Those it's are the, the best. greatest thing. Yeah, I yeah, live on those. Those are really
0: convenient. Um, okay, so you're on a deserted island, and you can only take with you one book, one person. One TV show to binge watch and one food that you would never get sick of.
1: Go. Oh my God. Okay. So, my husband. <laughs> um, that one's book, easy. The book would probably be, I would probably say Course in Miracles. Nice. Uh, now, at least in my lifetime, it would be. Uh, what, the food, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, the food would be French fries. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the show would be. Either Sex in the City or, like, I just recently found that you can watch Curb Your Enthusiasm from the beginning. So that's been my new binge watching. So I would take one of those. Nice. Because they both hold up so well.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so you're having a dinner party and you can invite five people dead or alive. What would you (laughs) make? Who would be there? And what do you hope they would turn and ask you? And what do you hope that you don't have to talk about? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I have no idea how to answer that. Um, who? I, I don't even. know It can know how to be anybody.
0: That. It can be like people you know.
1: So I guess I would say if I'm having like my ultimate dinner party, is probably going to be my husband, Jenny, <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, <laughs> Zach, um, and uh, my grandmother. And probably my and my mom and my dad. So I'll go a little higher on the. Um, the mound people okay and i would have my husband make dinner and the meal would probably be like he'll do like roasted vegetables but he does them in this different way in this big crock pot that we have that is delicious so i would have him make it and what are the other questions what do you hope that
0: someone would turn and ask you and what do you really not want to talk about that you hope that someone just doesn't ask
1: you about that you just get sick of talking about Um, I hope that no one asked me about the book. (laughs) And I guess I hope people ask me about where we're going to go next on a group vacation.
0: Ooh, fun. I want to come to this dinner party. (laughs) Um, What are you most excited about in your life right now?
1: I'm excited about my space. I'm excited. We're making some changes at Ginger Snap. And my husband, um, this is the first time I'm saying it out loud, he's going to actually help me with a bunch of new menu items, which he's never made any of the menu items besides the cauliflower soup. But we're going to start to do, like, more baked goods there and more, Mm. like, sandwiches stuff. And, like, for example, for my birthday, I asked him, instead of, like, going out to dinner one night, we just recipe tested. And he made a gluten-free vegan non-refined sugar snickerdoodle
0: stop it oh my god and let
1: me tell you it was the great i brought into work and even the people who like the workers like a lot of the people who people who work in the front are connected to the food but the people in the back aren't necessarily they don't eat this way in their normal life Mm -hmm. and i brought it in they were all eating it they're like that might be the best cookie i ever had oh my god i want that right now yeah so i'm super excited because he's going to start to develop a bunch of stuff because he's just I don't know how he makes vegan food so incredible, but he does. (laughs) And that's what we're going to focus on right now. Oh, that sounds so good. Okay, recommend one movie. It
0: can be like your favorite movie of all time or it can be like something you watched recently or this year. What would you recommend to us?
1: I recently watched this and it still holds up so well, Reality Bites.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I recently watched that with my friend Steph. Steph is definitely listening. Hi, Steph. Hi, Steph. We we watched it – Together, like right after Gabby's Kropolu, I stayed with her for a night and we watched that movie because it's her favorite movie ever. Such a good movie. It was so good.
1: Such a good movie.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, What about a book? And such good music. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so good. A book that you would recommend um, that you've read recently or it can be from any genre? Um, Juice Blend It, Live
1: It. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That too. um, The Alchemist.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah. It's a good one, classic. And yeah. then, what about a song or anything music, like person, band, something that okay, so you? So right love? now,
1: right now, my staff has me obsessed with Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh my and god, very, um, his uh, new album's so good. Yeah, so they would be very mad if I didn't say um, either "Sorry" or uh, any of his new songs in the new album. Have you watched
0: the "Sorry" video? Yes, it's amazing. It, remember how I told you I was watching videos before this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was watching that and his
0: video "Love Yourself." Have you seen that video?
1: No, I thought that he didn't have a video to that yet.
0: Well, he sure does, and you should go watch it like right after we hang up because it's so cool. It that it tells the story through dance, and Amazing. I just love dance. You just you just need to watch it. It's really good. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so. Good. I have to say that I love the video to "Sorry" just because like it's not your typical. Yeah. You know, it's not your typical body, and I they're know. so strong. And you can see these girls, and they're so confident in their body. And it's oh, like it's so good. I loved it. I I know that he has a lot of issues, but that video and how he did it is I so was good. Very strong. Yeah, I know. I was really happy about that. I
0: know. I loved that too. It was amazing. You'll love this other one too. He's he's killing it in the this new album. Um, I know. Okay, so last question, final question that I ask everyone. As you know, the name of this podcast, the name of my blog is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, Jamie, to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to
1: you? Living in a space of like peace and kindness to yourself and a place of trust in the sense of like what you're doing is good for you and taking care of yourself And of course, choosing love over fear in every moment and whenever like those insecurities come in or those, you know, negative self thoughts that you just keep on reminding yourself to choose love over fear. And when you work that into every decision, including your food choices, that's a wellness wonderland. Mm
0: that's amazing and this is so funny as you said that last word on my call recorder it says right now that we've been recording for one hour 11 minutes and 11 seconds Well, not oh my that. god
1: beautiful yeah isn't that so funny
0: I, I know <laughs> so this is such an amazing conversation i think you're awesome thank you so much for everything that you shared and i'm
1: friends forever <laughs> awesome thank you and i can't wait to see you in new york soon
0: i know can't wait Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.